What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Next Guy Up podcast. We are live on a Friday on a weekend preview. We are having somewhat of a mess around Monday vibe going into this Friday. Uh, we've got an action-packed episode for you guys. We have got um, college football playoffs. We're going to break that down a little bit and kind of preview the national championship game that we've got. Me and Mason have got about 4,000 scenarios for NFL playoffs that are all going to clinch this weekend. It is going to be just a wild weekend of NFL. One of the more crazier endings to the season I can remember in a long time. Um, and then, But to start off the episode, both Zach and Mason have some trivia for us, so I am I am ready Ooh. for that. So how we doing, boys? How we feeling? Not just one trivia. We got a double trivia here. I'm doing Mason, great. I didn't know you had trivia as well. Yeah, I got a I got a well, I did announce it about 2 minutes before the pod started, but oh, okay. uh, only one person was listening. Well, I'm not, I'm used to that at this point. <laughs> I don't think Zach was in yet. I wasn't in. Oh, did not. <laughs> I wasn't in yet, Mason. Chill out. Uh it's a Friday. We made it to the weekend. I'm super excited, pumped for all the football. We'll have some good football. Our we'll first have some bad. Of the year. Yeah. yeah. So, but who decided on a the national championship game to be on a Monday and why? Is I it? it mo- I know, but why is it? Is it a most viewed? Don't you think it would do really well on a Saturday? Or am I crazy? All the playoff games are on a sat, like usually on the weekend. So. I didn't know. Yeah, college basketball is on a Monday too. I don't. I don't understand why they do it. Um, Maybe they have some type of analytics, and it's like people watch TV the most on a Monday night. Who knows? I don't know. It is weird. Um, it is interesting. They they must have an analytics of like. If you're talking about mass audiences, that Saturday night is maybe not the best night to do some like huge. Yeah, but I don't understand how that works. NFL playoffs obviously has some Saturday games, right? And then and I the always feel on Sunday though. Everybody wants to move Super Bowl Sunday to Saturday. But Monday night, Monday night football is is normally the most viewed, um, like like ratings wise for football games. So that kind of makes sense that they stick college football championship there because it I is. Wonder if traditionally, traditionally does the in does the championship game overlap with like the nfl playoffs well no not is until, that something not until now because of um the week the the extended nfl season this normally would be a weekend just for college football um hmm. where the way the way it would end but it's always been on monday night and i've always been like why are we interesting on night? yeah i don't know but i watch it a lot of people would be watching it I think no matter what day it would be on, we'd watch it. Do we know what the time uh, it starts is? No. But <clears throat> Can we talk about the time? Because so the Washington yeah, talk about that. Texas game started at 845, but then there was overtime. So this is my, this is Eastern time. It started at 845 Eastern time, but then it ended up not starting until nine o'clock Eastern time because of the overtime. That is too late to start a college football game. It did not end until midnight. Now, I, I gained an appreciation for this whenever I went to California a few months ago. Because when I start running the math in my head, 8 o'clock Eastern time, my time, is actually only 5 o'clock in California or the mm-hmm. West Coast. So people are not, literally not even off work yet and the football game is starting. At eight, it's 8 o'clock our time, my time. And I'm like, wow, I'm about to go to bed in an hour. They're just getting off work. And so I understand why it has to be a late start, especially because it's Washington. So they wanted to give people time so it's not so it's actually at prime time in Washington and not like super early. It says six thirty central time, seven thirty your time. That's pretty good actually. That's not bad. I thought but that's didn't, spot. didn't last year it started incredibly late and everybody was like complaining about that. That seemed like it was like a hot topic last year. But it still actually won't start until like 7.45 my time. Probably right. Which yeah. that means it probably won't end until 11 with like the extra commercials and stuff. So, I mean, it's for a, for a work night, that's still pretty late. But it's not as bad as it could have been, probably. 
especially with Washington, I was concerned. I don't know. It is something to, to think about because I think genuinely a lot of people on the East Coast did not watch the Washington-Texas game because it was so late. Everybody was yeah. like, we're not staying up till midnight to watch this game. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, there was no reason they couldn't have started the first game at like one. It's a Saturday. There's no other yeah. college football going on. Uh, I guess we had I think we had NFL. It wasn't but... Saturday. It was New Year's Day, Monday. Oh, yeah. Duh. Sorry. It all bleeds together. That whole week, dates don't exist. Time doesn't exist. <laughs> Man, just getting back work. in the schedule this week has been mess. A mess. It's been rough. But, yeah, no. Let's. We need just universal time zones for football. That's why we need to do away with time zones and mm. uh, savings time. There you for go. Primetime football slots. <laughs> only for football purposes. Bring us together. You got to say something. If I was running for president, that's my number one thing I'd be standing on right there. And I that's bet the you thing? Get some votes. Yep, that's my thing. You might get a few, I would say. I could think of at least three that I would get. If you listen to our, uh, our Mess Around Monday pod, we apologize for for the vulgar language you caught during that episode. It was uh, an we, accident. Just going to put that out there. You know, uh, <laughs> we promise for nothing else like that to happen again. Mason, give your official apology, please. I want to apologize to yeah. all of the Next Guy Up podcast mm-hmm. listeners. Yeah. Uh, I'm ashamed. Mm-hmm. I've had to self-reflect. It's been a tough week for me, you know. What about the children? But- you know, My daughter's running the car. Apologize especially to them. Please. I apologize especially to the children of America. <laughs> you know, back when we were a country, we didn't have all this vulgar language. But That's look true. At us now, yeah, yeah we're clean. Know. Yeah, but we'll we'll be uh, we'll be clean for. It was a, a literal mishap. Mm-hmm. Okay, if nobody mm-hmm. believes me. Explain you saw how shocked my kids up of America. <laughs> you guys saw how shocked my face was. And your faces was also very shocked. So if we get if we get 15 tweets at us with release the raw audio, I will send it out. I will I will release it on the internet. (laughs) Zach's been just just throwing it around in group texts left and right. (laughs) Just sending it to me. I'll send it to you. Okay, I'm not even 15. If you if you email us at nextguyuppod at gmail.com or add us on Twitter, I will send you the raw audio. <laughs> Mason defiling this podcast space with his language. Complete accident. You'll understand why if you listen to the raw the uh, raw snippet that Zach clipped out. If you didn't listen to it, we bleeped it out on, on the pod, so we're fine. Yeah. This is not an explicit podcast, but it was very funny. So, if you if you want it, let me know. I'll send it to you. Um, Beautiful. <laughs> sorry, I was checking <laughs> our I was checking our socials. Uh, someone did tweet it, so you can go ahead and release that. All right, Zach. Oh, let's go. Was it tens? Who's to say? <laughs> <laughs> Who's to say? Wow. So you tweeted that while wow. on the podcast. Wow. He, he didn't That's say it could be one of us. Yeah, it's true. Okay, so trivia time. Yeah. Because we got to get this ball rolling. Let's do some trivia. Okay. Part one. How old is Bo Nix, the quarterback for Oregon? He's 24. 24. All right. So, well, let's go back and forth because I've never got to do this with you all before. Let's go back and forth listing off NFL quarterbacks under the age of 24. Bo Nix is not an NFL quarterback. 24 and, not. Uh, 24 and under or 24 and under. Oh, you're saying quarterbacks are who are younger than Bonex or the same age. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. So gotcha. what I pulled was for the NFL 2023 season. Okay. So they may have turned 25 today or yesterday right, or whatever, right. but for the season, right. what age were they? Okay. Just to keep up with numbers. All right, go ahead, Zach. Trevor Lawrence. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> How long? How many seasons has he been in tens? And he is uh, at this the, is his he third is, season, and he is the same age as college Oregon quarterback. We were at his Bo first Nicks. ever NFL game. 
or the home was it his home opener? Oh, his first home opener. Yes, yes. We're the home opener. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, home opener. Yep. We were there in Jacksonville. We, we were. Look at that. I'm not crazy. It's wow. the Broncos. Um, tough, tough right. loss. Justin Fields, shut up. Urban Meyer seasons <laughs> don't count. Uh, Bryce Her- Young. Yes. CJ Stroud. Yep. Um. Did, wait, did you have to say are they starting quarterbacks? No, they can be. They can just be NFL quarterbacks. Oh. Uh, Will Levis. Correct. Trey Lance. Yes. Malik Willis. Yes. Yeah, he's got to be. be he's twenty four. He's twenty four. Uh, no, not twenty four. I'm gonna. There's a couple that are close on it. Uh, no. Tua. I'm gonna go Tua. He is twenty five. Wow! Yes. How's All Lamar right. Jackson? I, Lamar Jackson pops up on oh, this. He like got drafted when he was like young. See, I thought I saw something. Um, having tried, I have this huge list. That's who I almost said. To find them. Who else could there be? Justin Herbert, maybe. Justin Herbert. That's who I was thinking. Yeah. Justin Herbert's twenty-five. What about what about Patty Mahomes? How old is he? He's he's old. He's not even on this. Yeah. Twenty-nine. No. But... I'll have to look it up. Okay, somebody somebody that we were forgetting: Brock Purdy, mm. uh, Zach Wilson. Who cares about that guy? <laughs> He's about to be in the XFL. All the bad and, ones. And Anthony Richardson. Oh yeah. Uh, those are good. there's a lot of backups on here. Uh, Bailey Zappi starter. Uh, Max Duggan backup. Um, why do I not see? You, go ahead and do your uh, trivia while I look up because uh, Lamar Jackson's not on that list. Should he but be? So, you've seen that too, right, Mason? Where it's like. I've he got seen drafted those, young. Those crazy stats where it's like Lamar Jackson. He's 26. Jackson. Okay, he's 26 now. All right, so he's he's finally getting up Dang, there. Tough break, I, But he's been in the league for like, – I mean, he's about to win his second MVP hmm. at 26. It's pretty good. But I feel he like he's like been a in the, veteran. Yeah, he seems like he's been in the league a long time. 2017, I think, was his draft or maybe 18. He uh, 2018 was his yeah, first season because the Jags passed on him the draft. Uh, somebody so this is a six season. Yeah. Okay, I've got one. Right. Let's Go get ahead. it. Trivia time. It's another competition between you two. All right. Oh great. no. Um, here here's the criteria. This is less like player actual football base, but kind of interesting to me. Um, there are. Eight teams in the NFL uh, that their team name ends with the letters ERS. Eight teams. We're going to go back and forth. Mason goes first. Raiders. True. Chargers. True. Mm, that was mine. Buccaneers. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That is one. Yep. That's three. Panthers. Mm-hmm. Jaguars, Jaguars, ERS, Jaguars. Am I spelling that wrong? I know Ian Jaguar, <laughs> brother. Dang, dang it. Okay, keep going. Uh, okay. Doesn't count. Mm, it's, uh, Rave? No. Duh. That's dumb. ERS? Oh, I got one. Okay, say Mason. It. Just say it. I already won. Packers. 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 And then ERS Steelers. 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 Uh, 49ers. 49ers. Oh. There's there's one more. I mean, was there one more? There's one more. Is it an obvious one? Commanders. 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 Yeah. Hey. That's all eight, folks. Very good. That was pretty tough. I thought I, I kind of had a hard time with that. So great work, everybody. Apparently, I don't know how to spell Jaguar. For Jaguars, that was tough. <laughs> There's no E in there at all. <laughs> Can't wait for the title of this episode. <laughs> Mason spells. <laughs> Does Mason know how to spell? No, Question mark. Good title. I'll, I'll keep workshopping it. <laughs> okay, very good. It'll be better than that. <laughs> 
<laughs> all right. Uh, all right. College football time. College, College football, football time. Let's hit it. Let's talk about this. The playoffs. Okay. Uh, I'm very disappointed in Alabama on a lot of different levels. Mm. Yeah. Tough. Um, Tough break. It was a weird game. They kind of just. It was kind of close. They're filling each other out, and then I felt like Bama kind of took over. And then with like, like two three minutes left, they had the ball and they just refused to run it anymore. And then yeah. Michigan just did just enough to take over. I will say there was Michigan, their defensive line was very physical in the first half. They had like, what, five or six sacks? Yeah. Which is pretty crazy. I, I, I really didn't expect to see that happen against Alabama. Uh, and that really put Jalen Miller out of his rhythm. It really kind of threw everything off for the, for the Alabama offense. And so I think that was honestly a huge key early in the game was I mean, he couldn't really draw back and pass. He was just hit so often, and they were second him every time. So I think that was a big key to the game, was Michigan doing that. But then also late, it really seemed like Alabama kind of had the game, had a lead late, and they really just kind of fell apart, couldn't finish it out, and Michigan did. And that, I mean, that was it. It was a fun game to watch, um, especially near the end. Obviously went into overtime. Um, overtime, pretty disappointing. I don't know. It was weird, weird set of events there to end the game with, uh, with that Jalen Milrow run. That very center, strange. he had a hard, he had a rough game. Honestly, there was a lot of low snaps, a lot of yeah. just uh, very bad snaps in general. I do think if he gets a good clean snap off, uh, I kind of watched a few guys highlight it. That running back would have been open in the flat with two blockers in front of him. Mm. Probably he probably scores right there. Yeah. Um, but he couldn't make that pass because the the snap was so bad. He just had to run, and so I don't right know. I mean, everyone else, it was. Uh, right. yeah. I mean, that's a tough situation to put a young quarterback in. But that center really kind of blew the game. A couple different, like he he was yeah. very bad. And it's and it's weird because Alabama. I feel like they they put offensive linemen in the NFL draft every year, and I do feel like yeah. this is probably one of their weaker offensive lines this year. Um, which is just tough because I feel like they, they fought hard to get a chance to be in the playoff, beating Georgia, who you could probably still say is probably the best team in the country. They just unfortunately couldn't get in the playoff. Um, and I think that's why they probably ran it up on Florida State the way they did. Yeah. But something. my SEC bias would have liked I, – I would have liked to see Bama win that game just because yeah. I, I don't like Michigan – I for sure don't like Jim Harbaugh. I find him to be very annoying, um, mm. and I can deal with I can deal with I can deal with Bama winning at all. They're the devil I know, so I don't <laughs> want to let Michigan win at all and hear them. Yeah, I really at this well, we haven't talked about that yet. Um, we'll we'll save the Michigan uh, Michigan Washington talk for my best game best matchup, uh, but. I've, I really kind of came away with the conclusion that it seemed like Michigan had almost built like an SEC style team yeah. instead of a Big Ten style team, which is that kind of you think of it more as the elite quarterback play, like really like run and gun offense, kind of high efficiency there. Uh, whenever Michigan almost like out Bama to Bama kind of where they had like a really like they have a really good running back but Corum had a good especially like he kind of took over overtime and had a couple of big plays which really sealed the game but all season he's been good quarterback play has been kind of average yeah. but you know he doesn't lose the game for them uh really good play like on the lines and so it'll be really interesting to see that team match up with uh, a Washington team which we know to be definitely not that Traditional yeah. Pac-12 team, yeah, yeah. That that Washington team, it's it's definitely completely different styles that they're playing against each other. And Texas too. Texas, kind of more talking more Washington, Texas now. They wanted to play more of like an SEC style game of ball control, run, run the running the ball, play good defense. And Washington doesn't really let you do that. Washington puts a lot of pressure yeah. on you where it's a where they make you go, hey, we're going to score. You can either keep up or get boat raced. Yep. 
Um, and their their defense will let you score with them because their defense isn't very good. I thought uh, Quentin Ewers looked. I don't. I don't. I don't know about him. I mean, they were talking about warming up Arch Manning, so I don't even feel like he's gonna crazy. Yeah, hear the job now going in the next year. He might. He might have wanted to enter the draft now. Hmm. While, while his stock is still a little bit up. It is. Washington has done such a good job this year of putting people in a situation where they're like, Hey, we're going to put up these points. Uh, keep up with us. You know, that's been, that's been their mentality. And they, they've won a lot of games doing that every game, actually 13. Um, and Michael Penix jr. I think we might look back on this and be like, man, he kind of got robbed of the Heisman. There's like three or four games right in the middle of the season that he played pretty poorly. The whole team played pretty poorly in that just destroyed his Heisman chances. Yeah. And it destroyed some of his numbers too. Uh, because outside of that, like middle stretch, like between Oregon and then maybe like USC or whatever, those couple games just really made him not look as good, but he's an elite quarterback. Probably will have a good NFL career. Um, I'm excited to see the matchup coming up, but I mean, him playing against that uh, Texas defense, I mean, it just shows that I think he is like a legitimate quarterback in that Washington team is like a legitimately very good team as well. Yeah. So, I think that, that's what I needed to see too. Cause there he's getting some draft hype, but the PAC 12 doesn't really have a lot of elite defenses over there. And I want, and he does have three great wide receivers. I mean, he's got three guys there get drafted first round probably. Um, but he did it against a very good Texas defense that's gonna that's got NFL talent everywhere. So mm-hmm. to see him perform at that level, I mean, that was one of the better performances I can think of in the college football playoffs as far as from yeah. quarterback play. I mean, he was he was lights out from the from the jump. So it'll definitely be fun. I know you're going to talk more about in depth Washington versus Michigan, but I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be fun. I, I think we've had some dud national championships um, the last few years. I think this one has the potential to just be kind of wild. Yeah, I think I, I hope it. I hope it is. I hope it's fun. Um, speaking of some of the other, some of the rest of the college football world, uh, Tins and I lost our parlay. Uh, we actually missed we we mispicked both of the um <laughs> both of the playoff games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was a tough look. Before that, we were looking pretty solid actually, um not too bad. And then, but there were some big games obviously uh, happening elsewhere, not just the playoff games. And so we can talk about just a few of those as we kind of uh, wrap up here. Ohio State, Ole Miss. Um. Yeah, Ole Miss, I'm telling you guys, uh, they're going to be featured on future Fridays over the summer. I think they're going to be a problem going into next year. And, I mean, it was hard to judge Ohio State with as many transfers and guys yeah, they had out. Is. I mean, they, they went into the game with the backup quarterback, and then he gets hurt. So then they've got true freshman, 18-year-old kid trying to play quarterback – yeah, it's not it's not the best situation for him. Didn't go great. Did not. Um, and then Kentucky. Yeah, we had a, Kentucky yeah. Clemson was probably the wildest bowl game <laughs> I Crazy. can remember. Just especially like the last seven minutes of it. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Uh, obviously, Clemson pulled it out at the last minute, though. Kentucky kind of had their heart tripped out there. Yeah, uh, you had to feel a little bit bad for Kentucky, but that's what we predicted. We they they always just fall under the the weight at the very end. You know, it is what it is. I mean, Sorry. my guy Trevor shows up on the sidelines for Clemson, and then all of a sudden they come back from eleven points down. So, and not just Trevor, Travis Etienne was on the sidelines as well. Wow! Um, so two Clemson legends there help rally uh, had- the boys. A couple of extraordinarily lopsided games. Uh, Georgia, obviously, just boat racing Florida State. It was not even – that was pretty sad. We were playing Fortnite. Uh, I don't even think we watched it. I didn't watch any of it because it was like multi-possession lead after like the first quarter. So, 
Um, Georgia wanted to wanted to make a point. It, Kirby Smart. It seemed like he actually wanted to make a point about the ridiculousness of the bowl season and what's happened with like people leaving and things like that. And so I think they did. They won by 60 points against a team that was previously undefeated. Uh, obviously not the same team that had been undefeated, but pretty, pretty rough. And then you had uh, Liberty in Oregon, uh, Oregon feeling disrespected a little bit, I think by having to play Liberty, which is a bummer for them. They were one game away from the playoff and have to play Liberty instead. Uh, and won that game by a lot of points. Started out slow. First quarter, uh, Oregon was losing. Yeah. It was 6 nothing, And I had Oregon's team total over for the game at 44 and a half, and I was sweating bullets. <laughs> and then Bo Nix was like, all right, let's, this is let's do done. this. We're done with this. Uh, and then the one that turned out to be not very interesting, but uh, we all watched, was uh, Tennessee, Iowa. Uh, Tennessee ended up uh, winning big in that one. Iowa, kind of what we thought they were. Good luck, Iowa. Uh, hope you find an offensive coordinator who can call some plays and get a quarterback because you've got the defense and special teams down. That offense is just like it was one of the funny, the funnier things I've I've watched this season. Watching them just over and over again, just drop pass after pass. I, I feel bad for the quarterback because he's like not great. But his wide receivers were just dropping wide open pass after wide open pass. It was like what it was just like tough to watch from my yeah. end. I was like, this is not good. They had one chance to score. It ended up, ended up being intercepted in the end zone. So fun, uh, fun game if you're a Tennessee fan looking ahead to the future with Nico. Um, big season next year. Uh, we'll talk about it some in the offseason, I'm sure. But there's a lot to look forward to there. Iowa. I hope you don't have to suffer another season like this again next year. <laughs> because what a way to end. Just getting blown out twice in a row to end your season. Cannot feel good. I think like their last three games were all bad blowouts. Were they? Yeah. I, think, I know they lost to Penn State, and then they lost to Michigan. And then they yeah, lost I think Mason State said Michigan. it was like 94 to nothing <laughs> their last three games. Oh, and, like oh, that. I, I don't know yeah. if it was their last three. It was definitely – or it was three when they played Penn State yeah, against okay. those three opponents. Yeah, it was, gotcha. but it was rough. Yeah, against the three only three opponents on their schedule who were decent at football. So, but interesting stuff there. All in all, it was a fun bowl season. I mean, even Wisconsin LSU that was a fun game. I that mean, was a good game. Yeah, Oregon State being the one game that kind of ruined it for us early in the parlay. Uh, yeah, if if Oregon State had won, then not my parlay would have been alive going into the playoff games. Mm-hmm. One of my which obviously had Wisconsin plus ten. Oh yeah, but it would have obviously uh, died with Bama, with Bama, and then been murdered again with Texas. But right here, oh, well, we would have had a cash out opportunity. Heck yeah. <laughs> Okay, Mason's going to wrap up our bolt or our, our college football talk here with a fun fact. Fun facts with Mason. Fun facts with Mason. Well, real quick, do you guys have a or do you guys have a guess of what Michigan's odds before the season started and what Washington's odds were? Or you want to even take a ball uh, like a ballpark? I would say Michigan was plus twenty five hundred. And I would say Washington was plus 8,500. Those are my guesses. I want to go to whatever book you're... Uh, yeah, <laughs> Michigan, I think, was definitely like plus like 500 maybe. Michigan, plus 800. Mm. Washington, <laughs> plus 4,000. So if wow. you're holding a plus 4,000 ticket, congrats to you. Uh, my quick, I just had a, this fun little thing I want to cash throw it out. out. If you're holding that ticket, cash it out. Pre, preseason favorites don't do very good at winning the title. In fact, more teams with a preseason odds of plus 2,500 or longer have won the championship since 2002. Hmm. Um, 
Just two preseason favorites captured the title between two, uh, 2002 and 2020, Alabama in 2017, USC in 2004. However, the preseason favorite captured the title in two of the last three seasons during the mm. Georgia and Alabama run here that Makes they, sense. we had. Georgia yeah. was the favorite this season, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, they were. Uh, they were the. Let me go back to that other document that had plus, the favorites. There was five hundred for sure. They were twenty two plus two thousand or plus two plus two hundred and twenty five. Wow, that's crazy. Gosh, dang for a three peat, and they didn't even make it to the playoffs, which is wild. Um, the last thing I had in uh, this season, uh, there's a possibility of this being one of the longest shots. Joining 2010 Auburn at 50 to one, Ohio State mm-hmm. in 2014 to 40 to one, and LSU in 2019 at 25 to one. So this could go in that as one of the longest shots to win the championship. Okay, wait, wait. So obviously that Auburn team was Cam Newton. Then the yeah. LSU one was Joe Burrow. What was the other yeah. one? Ohio State in 2014, 40 to one. Hmm. I don't know. I I, I just recognize those were those, those were those like quarterbacks that kind of transferred and came out of nowhere or whatever, and then were one and dones and then just yeah. left. But Cardell Jones, good job, Tens. Wow. God, I wonder why they were. I wonder why they were so low rated. Ohio State never starts that low. Never forty. That's ridiculous. Hmm. All right. Hmm. There you go. Well, who would have known? Good facts, Mason. Google. Thank Google, you. Thank you. Google would have known. And now we know. And now our listeners know. Shout out, Mason. And that was free. Didn't get charged for that. Free history. Not lesson. a single cuss word, Mason. Good work. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Zach. <laughs> All you right. beep, beep. Stop that. Uh. <laughs> All right, Tins, kick us off on the NFL because you found some fun things for us to talk about scenario-wise. Yes, so week 18, we have got um, playoff scenarios for every team, and there's a few that I'd like to talk about, and there's some that I don't really care about talking about. Um, I want to start out with the Dallas Cowboys. Um, They've already clinched a playoff spot, and so has Philadelphia. But what a what a turn of events. The Eagles just 29 days ago had a top five defense and offense were like running away with the one seed in the NFC. Almost were about to lock up the NFC East. And now the Cowboys are one win away from taking that division from them and getting the two seed because the 49ers already locked up the one seed. Wild uh, stuff. The Eagles, Chiefs. You could throw the Jags and Dolphins in this uh, department too as far as like this midseason collapse of just not being able to do what they're supposed to do to kind of lock things up. And I know the Chiefs locked up their division, but their division is terrible. Um, and Dallas, Dallas winning or tying or Philadelphia tying or losing will win them the NFC East, which will be huge for them because they have played super well at home this year. So Dallas is looking to make sure they get at least two playoff games um, <clears throat> going into the playoffs. Um, let's see. Green Bay Packers. Um, they are 8-8 eight eight right now. They're playing the Chicago Bears. And their playoffs and <laughs> clinching scenarios, they have one of the more longer lists here. Uh, win and they're in into a wild card spot. So that's pretty, you know, let's keep it simple. If they were to tie, then they need Seattle to lose and New Orleans to lose. Um, and then same thing as far as switching out New Orleans and Tampa. Um, their team, I would really like to see get in the playoffs as far as Jordan Love's first year. Uh, I mean, they couldn't even make it last year with Aaron Rodgers. So what a, what a step up Jordan Love is. Uh-oh. You've not seen my best bet yet. Oh, no. Yes, I have, actually. <laughs> I am button heads with you there a little bit. Um, let's see. Your guys' is Minnesota Vikings. Uh, yeah. We got some Super Bowl. 
We've got some Super Bowl futures on the Vikings over there. Come on, we're so close to the playoffs. And all you got to do is get in the dance. That's the most important thing, right? <laughs> well, this list is long. Don't worry Zach. about the fact we... that we don't have a quarterback. I say we, we as if I'm a Minnesota Vikings fan. So Minnesota can get in if they win, yeah. but mm, also we... Green Bay, Seattle, and Tampa Bay all lose as well. <laughs> Easy money. <laughs> Count it. Put it in the books. That's all. That's all that we need. Simple. Yeah, that's all you need. Guys, can Those you three teams to lose, and, but also the Vikings to win. And they're playing. Wins. They're playing Detroit. So easy win. Easy win, of course. Um, and then we've got some. We've got some more divisional drama here. New Orleans Saints um, can win their division if Tampa yeah. loses to the Falcons. And they also win against – wait, hold up. I can't read. Uh, against Atlanta. They, they play Atlanta. They play Atlanta. Who are the Bucks? Oh, the Bucks are playing – that's right. The, the Bucks, Bucks are playing Carolina Panthers. And if they win, they win the division. So yeah. go ahead and wrap that up because C.J. Beathard was dicing up the Panthers like they were nobody. And C.J. Beathard's bad. Um, let's see. Seahawks can win – if they win, they're in with a Green Bay loss – or if they tie Green Bay loss and Tampa loss, and then same thing, switch Tampa <laughs> with New Orleans. Any of these piquing your interest so far, Mason? Uh, the Definitely the Vikings one. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I would probably say so far the, the Cowboys, like – and the whole Eagles scenario. Yeah. And then also the fact that basically the, just the, so we have three win in your end scenarios, mm-hmm. the Dallas Cowboys, the Packers and Tampa Bay. If they do that, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter for any no of those. Drama. Other games. Yeah. But we're going to have some drama, everybody. So oh. that's like my huge thing. I kind of keep, cause it gets complicated. If you're like the ties or these teams lose, I always kind of look at it as, Okay, these are the teams that have to win in their end, and if that doesn't happen, then I start looking at the teams that have a chance to get in. So, what if the uh, Bucks? What if the Buc- the, the Buccaneers tie? That's where it gets crazy, right there. If yeah, if the Bucks the scenarios, tie, I think that gets um, significantly crazy. crazy. Actually, I, no. I think I think the most interesting uh, last week of the season scenario is where a team is in a situation where they know all they have to do is tie to go to the playoffs. And then they like are trying to like waste time. <laughs> I, I think that would be the most fascinating thing is watching a team trying to waste all of the overtime and not score so they can tie. Right. Well, that's what happened two years ago with the chargers and Raiders. They both, if they, if they tied, they both got in the playoffs. Or oh, remember this. Yeah. 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 I bet the, it. I bet it to to happen. To happen, and then the Chargers got aggressive. Happen. No, the Chargers got like too aggressive, like they called a timeout and went for it, and so the Raiders were like, "All right, fine, then we're gonna go win the game. We were fine with the tie." Yeah, they were literally just gonna tie and let them in, and then they were like, "Oh, you guys are being too aggressive. We're just gonna win and kick you guys out." You have been so exactly. mad. Can you imagine? I had a ticket for it to because there was a lot of people saying that that was gonna happen because. They both were just going to get in, so why not? And it came I so would have, close for sure. It was a ridiculous uh, amount of payout too. I think it was like plus two thousand or something crazy like that. Because it, yeah, wow. it's really hard for these games to tie. Yeah, we've okay. had eight ties all year, but that's so that was the NFC side. The NFC side's a little more cut and dry. Um, there's not yeah. as many variables. There's a lot more teams that have already locked up spots on the NFC side. The AFC, however. Um, could could cause a lot of drama this weekend. Starting starting off Saturday with uh, Steelers Ravens and then Colts Texans that night. I know Colts Texans that night. The winner is in, regardless. It's, it's either it's either a wild card spot or if the Jags lose on Sunday, that winner on Saturday night will be the AFC South champion. Mm. Um, let's see. Let's save the Bills for last because they're. I think we'll transition them into our best matchup. because I feel like about 80% of the drama is in the AFC South, which is pretty fascinating. Yeah, when it wasn't supposed to be. The Jags had yeah. the second <laughs> largest odds before the season started to win their division. 
and uh, here we are. Here Gotta we love are. It. Here we are. All right. So I talked about the Texans uh, and Colts game. They they win. They're in. And if the Jags lose, they would win the division. Mm. Um, Steelers. Steelers are playing the Ravens. And what's also interesting in this is that there's a lot of teams that are that have already come out and said we're resting all starters. The QB Crazy. list came out uh, earlier today, and there's going to be some bad backup quarterbacks starting on purpose on Sunday. Uh, I, it's interesting to me that the Steelers are in a spot where if they win, they, they need some help. But if they win, they're in, and they're playing an a arch rival in the Ravens, and the Ravens have already come out and said, we're sitting everybody. Yep. Um, that's very surprising to me. But the, the Steelers' path is if they win, they would need Buffalo to lose or Jacksonville to lose or Houston and Indy to get a tie. And then here's 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 one. This is the funnest one. Pittsburgh, if they tie, Jacksonville lose, and then Indy doesn't end in a tie, they would get in. So Steelers, Steelers got a lot going on. They play. There's game. another one actually. I'm looking yeah. at. And then and then if, if Jaguars, Jaguars lose. Denver, and then another Texas not tie. Is not a tie. Which they'll know where they stand with that game at least, just because that game, they, they play Saturday. They'll be the first That's game. Enough. But yeah, I mean, th- the fact the Steelers could be trying to sneak in with Mason Rudolph as the new starting quarterback. Wild, because Kenny Pickett did clear, and there, apparently there's a lot of drama where he said he didn't want to be the backup. So Mike Tomlin said, "All right, we'll have fun being inactive third string quarterback." <laughs> your bad attitude. We'll roll with Mason Rudolph. And that uh, Steelers game is going to be at 430. They're going to be rooting for Buffalo to lose that yeah. night. I really – if if I was – No, Raven, it's the next night. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, Steelers Sunday is that Saturday night. I forgot. And then Sunday night for Dolphins. So they'll be – if they win that game, they'll be having to wait a whole day to see if they get in by having Buffalo lose. So if I'm a Ravens fan, I'm I I'm wanting to start everybody. Let's let's kick the Steelers out of the playoffs. You already get a bye week because you got the one Ty- seed. Tyler Hunley's already announced as the starter. I know. That's that's, that's that's me though. I would I wouldn't want my division rival getting in if I could help it. Mm. Yeah, you got some end all their hopes and dreams. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh let's it was there. No, you got them all right. Bills, yeah, go, the Bills thing. Yeah, we'll do the Bills. Yeah, we'll do Bills, and then we because I got a matchup. Yeah, best matchup. Yep. Yeah, I was looking at some of these quarterbacks starting. There's like Jeff uh, Driscoll out there. Uh, there's yep. some bad quarterback yeah. or quarterbacks that don't play. Blaine um, Gabbert. That, that's Blaine Gabbert for right the now. Chiefs. That's why. Mm-hmm. So week 18, nobody does fantasy football championships because of this. And yep. then betting is also. I was trying to find. Any time you have to pick games that matter and a majority of starters, or you're not going to know who's starting and who's out mm-hmm. uh, until kind of like the day of, and then it's a lot of healthy scratches. It's a lot it's like betting like, bowl games, <laughs> basically. You'd be correct. So, um, real quick, if no, no, did you have anything else for that? Uh, the playoff scenarios, nope, tens, no, just, okay. just it's wild. So I kind of – it's going to be crazy. It's going to be a fun little weekend. I mean, at this point, I feel like you – and I've seen guys do it for, like, bets and stuff, but I need one of those, like, QB wristbands with all the different things I'm trying to keep up the with. scenarios. Like, yeah, yeah, all the different scenarios. I'm like, all right, does this help me or hurt me? Yeah. So um, the next time you hear from the next guy podcast on a Friday, this day will already pass. So I wanted to do a preview of it. And that is the day after the NFL season's over. Uh, the NFL calls it Black Monday, where a lot of coaches get fired, usually the, that Monday. Uh, so I wanted to real quick, the Raiders fired their coach, the Panthers fired their coach, and the Chargers so those three, Josh McDaniels out, Frank Wright out, Brandon Stanley out. Is there any other teams that you could see? There is a lot of news headway. I've never heard this much on Bill Belichick. Like, it's yeah. just everywhere. 
So is there any predictions? I've not seen bet, uh, a way that you could bet for NFL coaches to get fired. I know that's like a, you're w- betting for someone to lose their job. I know that's kind of like cruel. I'm not going to actually bet something like that, but is there like any predictions that you have, Tins? Yeah, I'm going – so I do think the Patriots are going to fire Bill. I think the Commanders are going to fire um, Ron Rivera. I think the Titans are going to fire Mike Variable. Um, there's too much. There's too much smoke and too many media reports that Mike Vrabel and the new GM are not getting along. Um, mm. And I don't think Mike Vrabel is going to just sit around and and deal with a bad rebuild with the GM he doesn't trust. Um, and the GM just got hired, so he's not going to get fired. So I think he, the new GM, is going to come in and be like, "Hey, let's just start fresh." Blah blah blah. Derek Henry's leaving in free agency. We can start over. And Vrabel might just want a new scenery, too. Um, I was all in on the Bears firing their coach, but they're going to run everything back for some reason. And then that's that's probably it. I don't I don't think I'm, I would have been high on the Bucks firing their coach, but they're making a playoff run. Same goes for the Saints. Um, they should start over, but they're terrible, and they're just keep running mm-hmm. it back. And then – the Falcons could go either way too. The the I think the owner is having a hard time deciding what he wants to do. So I feel like there's not as many firings. I feel like there's like six, seven, eight different coaching vacancies. I could be wrong, but my prediction was Washington. Um, I want to see how this playoffs go, but I could see Sean McVay. No one talks about this, but. He said that he's promised it for 2024 season. I could see him retiring if they're just literally the the tires are just, literally just turning gravel and they're not going anywhere. If they're just stuck in the mud, um, I feel like if he only had that spark of uh, a chance at a Super Bowl, but he's constantly talked about leaving. So that was just my fun little one that I wanted to uh, I see throw that out there. I see. And then we'll go ahead. I was just like Carol. Pete Carroll is another one I think could retire. Really, he's up there. If looking at him, you wouldn't think he's as old as he is, but he's like I think he's pushing seventy four. So he could retire. Um, they've apparently the Jets have already been on record saying that they're going to bring back Robert Sala. Uh, so not a whole lot of like. Panthers are their horrible team. They've already fired their coach. So I'm like wondering. There's three vacant right now. Can we look at just five total vacant jobs? I don't know. So we'll see what happens. I don't think so, but I'm. I think there's going to be more. More that we're kind of forgetting about. Maybe I could see me being like, "Oh yeah, I forgot about that team because they've been so bad," and they're fire. They fire their coach. Maybe possibly. So. But uh, should we go ahead and go into the matchup of the week? Because yes. I have my NFL. Okay. Let's do it because I'm excited for your matchup. So my matchup of the week, we've put a hold on it because I was t- going to talk about it, and that is Sunday night, the Bills at the Dolphins. A lot mm. on the line here for both teams. The Bills need a win, and they are in the playoffs. The Dolphins need a win to clinch the second seed. A loss will more likely give them the sixth seed. Tinsley kind of talked about it earlier. So they're going from a second seed to a sixth seed, which they will be playing in Kansas City if they if they end up getting that, that sixth seed, which is not a good match. They're going from having the second seed and being at home to having to travel to Kansas City. So, Tinsley, I know you got opinions on this one, uh, mostly because of the Dolphins. I'm just kidding, because of the Bills. Um, so go ahead or give us your thoughts on this game. Um, yeah, I've been calling the Dolphins frauds for a while now. Um, mm. and not that I have anything nice to say about the Bills because I've been saying a lot of bad things. <laughs> um, the Dolphins did just suffer a very bad injury. Bradley Chubb tore his ACL um, mm. on top of them losing 56 to 19, I believe, to the Ravens last week, if that was the final score. Um, I just don't think the, the Dolphins – I think they've run out of juice. They're one of these high-powered offensive teams that score a lot of points at the beginning of the year. As the season goes on, they just kind of start to fall. The Bills, as much as I probably didn't dis- – or 
as much as I didn't agree with them firing their their offensive coordinator, it's turned out to be the best thing for them. They're running the ball. James Cook looks really good. Um, and Josh Allen has cut down on his mistakes because they are not asking him to throw the ball 40 times and run it another 15. Um, mm-hmm. So he has looked like a competent quarterback. Um, probably more than just competent, but that's just my opinion. So I do think the Bills, they are my best bet, uh, minus three. I think they might smash the Dolphins. Like, you could take a minus 10. Uh, it's, I think it's going to be bad. And the Dolphins are going to limp into the playoffs. There you go. All right. They're limping. They're limping. The Bills went from almost getting eliminated to they're going to have the two seed in my face. Right inside of my face. Got him. Right here in this face. <clears throat> Do the Dolphins have any reason to try and like win this game? Uh, yeah, they want to win the division. So they have a home field playoff game. Okay. That they're not a team that wants to travel to Kansas city. Like Mason said, they don't right. want to go somewhere cold. Mm. Makes sense. Cause yeah. Cause 60, they'd go to Kansas city <clears throat> first week and that wouldn't end well. <clears throat> okay. My turn. My, my, my turn. Yep. My turn. Okay, my best bet. Uh, I did this as a best bet because I had a feeling Tins would not like this as in the parlay. They don't even know what my leg is in the parlay because I did some research and forgot to put it in, so it's a little surprise. Uh, but don't look now for the best bet, but the Bears have won four of their last five games. In my opinion, mm-hmm. the head coach for the Bears, Mac Eberflus, Eber, Eber, Eberflus, words with Mason, has proven himself this season and deserves another season with the team. Uh, see what they can do with two first-round picks, one of them being a first overall pick. Yeah. You guys remember week week 18 last season, Lions versus the Packers? The Lions had a chance to play spoiler against Aaron Rodgers and pulled out the win and ended the chances of the playoffs for the Packers. I feel like the Bears want nothing more than to do that exact same thing. Give me Bears plus three points. Tinsley's not liking it. It is. I don't like it. But I felt so confident in the Packers. Oh, they have something to to lose for. Oh, the Detroit Lions have nothing to gain. False. They have a lot to gain when they're going to play their starters. They're going to go out there and win this game or at least cover. We have the three points. So, but plus three. That's my best bet. So it's fine. But Zach, I normally agree with you, but I don't. Do do we want to do me and Mace or me and Zach's best bet or best matchup and then his best bet? Yes, I'm sorry, I totally overlooked that. Yes, let's do the matchup. You're good. My my best matchup of the weekend is short and sweet and simple. Uh, I'm going to Nashville. I'm burning the boats. I'm not going to let us lose the division. I'm not going to let us collapse. I'm here to fight. Jags money line. Jags minus seventy. Um, let's win the division. Super Bowl is back on after we beat the Panthers. I've already decided. Christian Kirk returned the practice this week. Super Bowl run. We're cooking. I'm ready. Feed me the Browns. Ooh, feed it to him. That'd be our first round matchup of the playoffs. And your boy just might sneak down to Jacksonville. Who knows? Ooh. Live pod from the playoff game. In the stadium. <laughs> you will live pod the entire game. All right. So is it my is it my best matchup time now? It's your it's yeah. your time. Showtime. Okay, best matchup. We have a national championship game on the line here. We have Washington. We have Michigan. Uh, really exciting kind of tale of two seasons, both undefeated teams, number one and number two at the end of the season. So uh, I've seen it, a lot of it made that this would have been the BCS matchup as well. And so we we had all the the hubbub about the who's going to be the four seed and whatever, the seeding, it didn't matter at the end of the day. Uh, the two undefeated teams both made it to the championship game. Uh, both played some good teams along the way. You know, Washington played Oregon twice. Uh, and then beat a, a really good Texas team. Uh, Alabama fought through Georgia. Um, not not Alabama, sorry. Uh, Michigan had to beat Alabama and Ohio State as on their way there. So uh, I think it's going to be a really fun game. 
two really different teams. Obviously, Michigan kind of more of a um, hit-people-hard-in-the-face team. Washington much more of an air raid type. Uh, last vestige of our Pac-12 um I think it was a fitting for the Pac-12. I've seen, you've seen that meme a lot also of like the Thanos meme of like what did it what did it take to get a Pac-12 team in the championship? Everything. Uh, <laughs> and then so uh yeah, rip to the Pac-12, but at least they get someone to uh to show up for the last one, they their last ride here. Um personally, I'm rooting very hard for Washington. Uh this is not a professional broadcast here. I can tell you that uh, I would love nothing more than to see Washington or Michigan's heart ripped out once again. Uh, I would love to see Jim Harbaugh cry real tears. I don't like any of those people. I think Michigan is the garbage program. So they may very well win the game, but uh, I, I'm all in on Washington. I like Penix Jr. I think it's a good story. Uh, they're a fun team to watch, and so I think it'll be a really fun game. I hope that they take it to the air and just kind of slash that defense. It'll be fun. I am expecting a little bit of a shootout. Tins is not. He disagrees, but. A little bit of drama in this episode. Some disagreements. I like it. I just worry about Washington's offensive line blocking Michigan's defensive line. Um, But if they can do that, then Washington. I I like Washington to win. I just don't know if Michigan can keep up points-wise. Yeah. What was it, 56? I mean, that's not really that much. 56 the over-under, yeah. Okay, well, that's my game of the week, obviously. National championship game. Zach, do you want to jump into your leg on the parlay? Yeah, let's do it. My leg on the parlay, I highly considered the over. Um, that's It burned me once earlier this season betting the over on Washington. Uh, but I, I'm going to take Washington at plus four and a half. Mm. Uh, that's the line right now. I think that's yep. I think that's maybe a lot of points in Washington's favor. Take money um, on. No, I'm a coward. <laughs> um, I think that I think four and a half kind of gives you the possibility where if it if it does become kind of a knockdown drag out fight, then you've got four and a half points uh, to play with there, just in case it becomes a very very tight game cl- down the road. Um, like I said, I'm pulling for Washington. I hope it's a, I hope it's a fun close game. I don't see Michigan blowing Washington out. Uh, I think if Michigan wins, it'll be low scoring. And if Washington wins, it's going to be because they turned into uh, a shootout. So, Yeah, with Washington's offense, I don't feel like they they can be in a spot where they can get blown out. They can keep it within that number at any point. They're they're one big play away from a touchdown at all times. They're going to get theirs, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I like plus four and a half because you even avoid like a a field goal kind of hook thing. Right. I like that. All right. Well, good pick, Zach. I'm riding with you on that. Let's take it. Let's do do this thing. I have failed America. I have failed this podcast. Apologize again. (laughs) I am sorry. I lost us the parlay by one leg, so I am taking one that's a little juiced, but it doesn't matter because the other guys, they're taking some that will boost this number up a little bit. The Buccaneers have to win this game. The Panthers have looked awful true the buccaneers are seven and one against the spread on the road this season they need to win and end they're playing their starters we don't know what the panthers are going to do they probably just honing on in for the they're not going to care so i'm taking bucks money line it's juiced guys it's like minus 230 but it's one of the legs so buccaneers money line what do you think tens we're going back to the well with the bucks i mean i yeah, we're going back to the well. They're not going to lose to the Panthers. This, they're not going to lose this game. They have the to Panthers win this owners game. out here throwing drinks at people. The whole team distracted. <laughs> they're just they're, they're players. They know as soon as that game's over, they can hop on a plane straight to the Bahamas and get their off season started. They do not care. They're wrapping this game. Yeah, they're wrapping this season up. They're done. All right, tens. Give us your leg. I have the calculations. So whenever you're Beautiful. ready. All right, Colts money line. Uh, mm. I'm going with the more veteran team here. Gardner Minshew at quarterback has been around for a little bit. They've got veteran pieces on the offensive and defensive lines. Um, 
I just think this is where experience is going to come in handy for a Colts team where the Texans are very young, rookie head coach, rookie quarterback, lots of rookies all across the field. Um, and they're the lesser of the two evils for me. I don't hate the Colts as much as I hate the Texans. So let's go Colts. And they were the, they were plus money at home. I mean, that just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, plus 100 at home. Yeah, I'm just trying, so, to, trying to juice this thing up a little bit. Because it's due. Since it's so due, it's going to hit. That's right. So let's get the odds up. Plus 442. Oh, that's such what a, a number. number. That's such a good number. What a number. Plus All right. That is our parlay. Bucks money line, Washington plus four and a half. Colts money line plus 442. Lock it in. Uh, I will close this. I will close this out here. Thank you guys for listening to this awesome uh, episode that we had planned for you all. We have a messing around Monday uh, that you need to check out. Reach us out on social media. Check out all of our stuff that we got going on. And we appreciate you guys listening. Especially if you want to hear the raw audio. (laughs) That's right, Zach. Thank you. You're you're trying to bribe them with anything at this point. (laughs) I just want to release it. Yeah, I want an excuse. (laughs) <laughs> to release it. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you, you so much. Five O episode on Monday. Hey, oh, yeah, five zero. Our fiftieth episode. Something huge it's a is big gonna happen. Deal. Something crazy. Something crazy. No cuss words. Maybe Multiple a few. Words. <laughs> Maybe a few. all by Mason. <laughs> Maybe you'll see. And that's a pod. <laughs> Thank you, guys. <laughs>